Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome along to the Shackles Are Off podcast and it's a winner's podcast yet again. To it's a da- daily uh, podcast as well, Greg, you don't forget it that. Is, it is the daily podcast, it is the World <laughs> Cup T20 daily podcast. I'll tell you what, we need to start doing them daily. The, the, we've ramped it up, we've ramped the um, podcast um, frequency up and England's winning frequency has been great so far. Two wins out of two look really convincing. Um, Eight-wicket win over Bangladesh um, to follow up that absolute demolition job of the West Indies on Saturday. Now, this one is a big one this Saturday, Chris Millard, isn't it? It's not an Ashes precursor. It's a different format. It's a different competition. It's a completely different feel. It's almost two completely different squads. But it's against Australia. You know what I mean? It feels like a bit of a precursor. And Barmy Army, it's like massive for the Barmy Army as well, isn't it? Any game against Australia for, for the English cricket team is a huge game and with it being in a World Cup just amplifies that somewhat, especially a World Cup that is days before the Ashes. A lot of the players in both teams will be featuring in the squads, more, more so probably in the Aussie team um, than the England team, but there's definitely going to be a bit of niggle there straight up. Um, I, I can almost envisage the, um, the heat coming out of Johnny's ears already, just pumped up to to get on on the field and, and get stuck into the Aussie boys. So, yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. I can't wait to watch it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, now, um, Stokesy, we've obviously had that announcement between now and the last podcast that he's going to be on that plane to Australia for the Ashes. I mean, you called it. You you put a great tweet out um, saying, you know, imagine this is the date and, and, and Stokesy's done this and England have won the Ashes down under. And it's, hey, it's starting to look like it's coming true. When you put it out initially, I was going, yeah, it's a nice thought, but it's not happening. But actually, but actually it's, uh, yeah, keep reposting that one. It was a pipe dream. Part one complete. Stokesy's on the plane. Part two is 15,000 Aussies in Australia watching us take the earn home in that fourth and fifth test. Could happen. Could yeah. happen. It could do. I think it could do. Um, so that was a great news this week from a Barmy Army perspective. As well. Now, this week's guest is uh, Saqib Mahmood, England's ODI player of the summer, really. He was absolutely belting 
and uh, really nice lad as well from what we've been told so looking forward to having a little chat with him now before we do chat to sack um we've just got a little bit more uh, chat to do um about well let, look we we've been to sixes cricket club Sixers Cricket Club, if you do not know what this is, it is awesome. It's like a cricket badger's dream. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what it is, then I'd be very, very surprised because they are just the most perfect bar for a cricket fan, right? Mm. Oh, my word. I, it's just frightening. And, and some of the, the... I remember the first time I saw a video of it, just before it was opened, right, Sixers, and I remember thinking, oh, my word, this is quality. Why, why has this not been done before? So we've got three venues now at Sixers. There's two in London, and there's also one in Manchester now for the Northern-based Barmy Army listeners. However, opening on the 16th of December, there is going to be a Birmingham venue, the hub of the Barmy Army, Edgebaston, Broad Street. Oh, so many good times down in Birmingham. Now to throw Sixers in there where you can go and have a pint, a nice bite to eat, and also have a little bat while you're there. Mm. It is just gonna be good in it next year it's gonna uh, be good you know what it's gonna be great and it's also great for like christmas parties and stuff over the winter you know if you or even just going with a few mates you know particularly with the ashes on as well it'd be quite good you know when the ashes fever catches on a uh, great venue for the barmy army during the test matches at edgebaston next year and also old trafford that's gonna be nice 10 percent off food and drinks with barmy 10 between now and christmas so take full advantage of that because it's going to be brilliant. Uh, just use that code um, in your booking notes or at one of the venues. So, Sixers Cricket Club. It's also the scene of the brilliant video of Phil Tufnell, who was very inebriated when he was having a bat and swinging around and just ended up in a just a pile on the floor. Very funny. Um, Legend. We need to we need to get Tuffers on this pod. Yeah, we do actually. Yeah, we do. Um, this World Cup is going along nicely. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Do share and subscribe. A lot of you are doing, I think. Um, the, <laughs> there's been a few downloads. So, uh, yeah, thanks for passing on the podcast. It's been it's been really good. So, thank you so much. Um, and let's just get into it with England's uh, white ball player of the summer for us, uh, Saqib Mahmood, here on the Shackles Are Off World Cup T20 Daily Podcast. That's a mouthful, isn't it? It is, yeah, but it's quite <laughs> funny. I think it's quite funny that it's a little mouthful. Thanks for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, bit of downtime for you at the moment, then. Are you, are you getting stuck into watching some of your fellow teammates and pals in the World Cup? Yeah, I mean, not not exactly downtime. We're busy training pretty much every day here at the moment. I just got back from Loughborough today. Um, but yeah, the two times obviously the boys have played, uh, you know, I've got the telly on and watched them with the two pretty convincing wins, which has been good to see. Yeah, and then. Um, does it feel like a, a breakthrough summer in many ways for you um, this year? You know, you've had, a, you've had a properly really good full summer at it with fans back in and stuff as well and playing a bit for England and taking loads of wickets. It, it's, you must be pretty pleased with how things have gone, really. Yeah, I mean, look, I've obviously first started playing uh, for England and New Zealand in 2019 and then a little bit in 2020 and 
uh, played a few games at home, but obviously there was no fans. And like you said, this year to, to get the call up where under the most unforeseen circumstances I think we've ever had um, to obviously out of nowhere be playing for England in a couple of days after a call was pretty surreal. And then just how the couple of weeks in an England shirt this summer went were amazing for me. And I guess for me, it was the first time playing in front of the home fans as well. Uh, playing in England, you know, my family were there watching. It was it was pretty special, yeah. Because we had um, Phil Salt, obviously our new Lancashire teammate on the podcast earlier on in the week, episode two of this like World Cup series that we're doing. And he was called up in that same circumstance in the, in the summer when it was like, right, okay, in, you know, get your kit, lads, you're playing. And um, he he said it was it was a bit bizarre because he'd kind of waited for it for so long and didn't really you know expect it to happen like that for you it was different obviously you know you, you'd played before but um it was I can't remember we didn't really ask Phil this did we Chris but I wonder what the atmosphere was like with um in the in the dressing room and stuff there because it must have been a bit a bit weird but almost like a bit of a free hit for a lot of the lads who, who'd not played before um you know it was actually it was actually quite weird because obviously everyone turned up um we turned up to the hotel first the night before, and then obviously we had training the next, the next day. Yeah, that was right. Um, and obviously got there. You, I, I got, I got, le- I got there later than everyone else. Um, obviously coming from Manchester, and just see Nando was outside everyone's room, and you just realised obviously because it was probably pretty strict. Everyone was just in their rooms. We couldn't even see each other. And then the next day at training, I mean, you've got to give credit to the group where everyone just turned up and just cracked on with their own game. Like we had a warm up to start with and um, we came into dressing rooms at Sophia Gardens. Everyone just settled in and it was literally straight to business for a lot of people. Um, and it was, you know, at the time you just take it for granted, but it was actually pretty cool looking back at it now where you've got a bunch of guys, with, some guys I'd never met before. Um, you know, David Payne was someone I'd, I'd never spoken to, a few guys <laughs> I'd never played with. Um, and we literally we one training session and the next day we were playing. And, and for me personally, I think it was quite good that um, it was that little time. Usually, I think if we had like a week's buildup, then I would have started to obsess over certain skills. But uh, looking back, my game was in a good place going into that, as I reckon a few of the other guys were as well. Uh, yeah. So it was literally just to get in day before. Um, I remember we had training and this... Before I started bowling, I sort of went over to Spoons. I was like, Spoons, obviously, you don't have to say the team, but if I was to play, would I be taking the new ball or would I bowl in the middle? Just so I could practice uh, the day before around that. And he just said to me, look, you'll take the new ball. You'll be the guy who sets our tone. Um, you're our man. And for me, that was, at that time, it was oh, all hey. I needed to hear because I played in games before where other guys are the main bowlers. Um, and then for me, it was obviously this time it was, it was me who had to do that role a little bit. And then I just went and practiced my skills the day before the game as usually would. And then just went upstairs and uh, got all my kits. So, and then even, even then um, Stokes, he was going around and telling all the guys who were playing and who wasn't. And he sort of pulled me over and he was just like, you'll take the new ball. Um, you'll be able, you'll be the guy who takes that new ball and sets the tone for us. And for me, you know, I'm used to that responsibility for Lancashire and that's what brings the best out of me is when I have that responsibility instead of feeling like another bowler in the attack. Um, I was made to feel like the bowler in the attack, if that makes sense. And yeah, it got the best out of me. And that three, you know, those three games were, yeah, I couldn't have asked for much more. 
It was incredible yeah. the the three games from a fan's perspective, thinking, oh, so we've lost most of the ODI side. Then for you guys to come in and to completely blow the opposition away again, just say, wow, there's there's no wonder we're number one in the world with a strength and depth like this. You look at the side that we put out with you guys, you think you probably walk into a lot of the other ODI teams in the world. You just unfortunate that we are so strong in in some aspects to be in a, a, almost a second string but you've done incredibly well and you made a real impact on the Barmy army as well the first your first experience i would imagine of playing in front of the Barmy army other than in new zealand would have been at edgebaston in the second odi i think it was third third, third odi sorry yeah and i i can remember we we'd sold about i think it was six seven hundred tickets that day and it was going to be a big day out we had a lot of songbooks printed with with the wrong players' names in, but we'll, we'll ignore that. But we got there and we were singing our hearts out for you boys. Can you remember the atmosphere that day? Can you remember what it was like? Yeah, so if, if I talk over the sort of three-game series, first game was Cardiff. Uh, there was restrictions on fans. Yeah. Um, and then the second game was at Lords. I remember, um, you know, having never played for England at Lords, I played a game for Langston Lords a few years ago, but obviously county cricket is different to international cricket. And, I just remember hearing this sort of eerie noise in the morning. Um, There's a bit of rain around and um, it was just, you know, chatter as you do at Lords. And obviously later on in the summer when I was there for the test, it was a similar thing. And, you know, but it was the first time I'd sort of heard that at cricket ground and it was, it was different. Um, but yeah, I was, I was running on about three hours sleep on that Lords game. So was, while we were batting, luckily we won the toss and batted and I was trying to get some sleep in while we were batting. But I remember the, uh, the third game, obviously, at Edgebaston, um, you know, there's a, it comes with a reputation of obviously having the best atmosphere in the country, especially that Holly stand when it gets going. Um, and I just remember, obviously, I, w- I really wanted to bowl first that day um, just because I, w- I wanted to get out there straight away. And it was, it was obviously Bob Willis's day as well, which I yeah. remember. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just I remember getting stuck into it. And I remember my first ball that day. But bear in mind, the first ball of the series I bowled was a wicket. That one went for four. And you could hear the noise. There was obviously a lot of Pakistani fans as well in there. And and for me, it was almost like, okay, we're in here. And you could, usually you don't necessarily take all of that in. But I just remember coming to that game at Edgebaston thinking the main squad will probably be back. I don't know when my next chance will come. Um, so what I'm going to try and do is take it all in today. And I felt like I did that. And it was it was a pretty special day as well. Yeah. Yeah. Born, born in Birmingham. Did you, where, where did you grow up, Saki? So I was born in Birmingham, but I moved up to Manchester quite young uh, right. with some of my family. Uh, but my first game I went to watch was uh, a Warwickshire game. They played Essex. I, the only player I remember is Neil Carter. I couldn't tell you anyone else. <laughs> um, and I just remember being one of those kids sat in in Edgebaston just cause shat, constantly shouting, come on, you man. <laughs> uh, and I remember the other side of the ground, there was these Essex fans who kept shouting, come on, you Eagles. So like we'd obviously have a little bit of a comp and then what we did was, you know what, we're going to go and sit right by them. And just literally, <laughs> at the end, we went all the way around the other side of the ground, and sat a few rows behind them and just tried to be louder than they were. Um, well, well, I remember that was cool, my first, that was my, that was the first ever game uh, of professional cricket I'd ever watched. Oh, mate, Chris, it sounds like Sack could fit great into the Barmy Army then with that attitude Welcome like that. Welcome anytime, Sack. Welcome anytime <laughs> with you singing. You'll have to get me in at some point. But I'd rather be playing out there. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You've got plenty of years yeah. after your career to join us, mate. Get get on the pitch yeah. first. I was going to yeah, say, when we talk to some of the older players and, you know, you think, yeah, they go, oh, yeah, maybe a couple of years left. That's when we're angling for them to come and, you know, help us out. <laughs> you know, um, um, a few years ago, I played a club game. It must have been 2017 or 18. It was after the first 
Thursday night game we played against West Indies at Edgebaston, if you remember. Yeah. I think it was remember the first well, day night yeah. we had in England. And after one of the days, um, and anyway, after the Friday, the Saturday, I had a club game and, you know, I was playing club cricket at Formby. Hasiba Mead was playing, Stephen Parry, Ajmal Shazad, all of these guys who played for England, wow. we were playing at Formby. And in the opposition, Monty Panisar rocks up. <laughs> and he'd been in with you guys. He'd been in the Barmy Army the day before. And it was obviously yes. a day night, so he'd have been on it till late. And I just remember, obviously, we knew Monty was at the test the night before um, and rocks up the next day, he's on the other side and he's got these Oakley shades on. And it turns up, obviously, warm-up, Oakley shades, they bowl first, still got these shades on. Um, obviously, you've got tea or lunch or whatever in the in the interval, still got these shades on. <laughs> um, and then later on, it's sort of like five, six o'clock, he comes out to bat, like, you know, sort of get into that twilight period, it's getting a little bit dark. Monty comes out, shade still on. <laughs> I'm thinking, bloody hell, like, surely these are coming off at some point. Game finishes in the bar after the game, and he's still got his shades on. I was thinking, <laughs> he must have had the greatest day the day before of everyone because yeah. those shades did not come off. I can confirm he was booked as our speaker for the Barmies, the annual Barmy Army event that day that you are talking about, and he did get well and truly stuck into the free bar that we put on for him. So <laughs> yeah. no wonder he had the shades on. Explains that then. That's brilliant. <laughs> Love that. Love that. By the way, that sounds like some league. Is that the Lancashire League? We were in the Liverpool comp. Okay. Um, this was years ago. For some reason, like, I remember Stephen Parry obviously was second team captain there. So he tried to get a few of the young players. And so me and Hasib uh, were playing before me. And then Ajmal Shazad, I don't know how it worked out, but Ajmal Shazad signed as well. Gary Keady was there. And, Ian Jeez. Colbain, who plays at Gloucester, his dad was the captain. He's a Liverpool boy, though, isn't he, Ian? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I remember there was one game where all of us played. So, th so this league is timed cricket. So you have sort of 60 overs to get your points in the first innings, and then after that you don't get points. But because we were such a good side on paper, if the opposition won the toss and batted, they would bat for 65, 70 overs and give us hardly anything to chase the target down because then they'd get a draw with more points, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I remember there was this one game where all of us played. Like we had Ajmal Shazad, Stephen Parry, Gary Keady, Ian Colbain, me, Haseeb. We had an overseas player as well. We had Ben Aitchison, who's now pro at Derby as well. I feel sorry for the like plumber this... on the other team. So, no, no, so for, a, for a club side, it was literally like an all-star 11. It's got England caps in and all sorts. And we got beat. <laughs> no. we, we got beat because it was a team called Northern and they'd obviously batted 65, 70 overs. I remember I got a few nicks that day. I had three or four slips and I added an extra slip and Stephen Perry was going into slip and he was just like, Sack, if they nick it, I'll tell you now, I'm not catching it. <laughs> so literally <laughs> like, no one, in, no one in club cricket was catching them in the slips. Um, but they just put a half decent score on the board. But what they did was they just batted for ages and just, and then we had like 20, 30 overs to bat. And our captain was like, right, lads, we're chasing this down. Whereas usually it's just block out for the draw, take it, it's game over. Like they've not really come to get a game out of it. Yeah. So we thought, right, we're going to go for it. And they had this left arm spinner who just kept lobbing them up. And our guys just kept finding <laughs> fielders and all sorts. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and I that just left, remember that, after the, that left arm know, spinner, he'll be telling all his mates about that now every week. Yeah. I think he actually got six for a seven. He got me out stumped as well, like six for a seven to try to target his short edge. But um, 
He'll be watching yeah. England in the in the ODIs or looking at the county championship scores on a Saturday with his pal going, got him out, got him out, got him out, uh, got him out. Yeah, he's dying <laughs> yeah. out on it for the future, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. that. That's brilliant. Um, Lank seems like a great place at the moment. And I'm not just saying that. It, it, it really does. We're two Yorkshiremen, by the way. So, you know, all, all cards on the table, me and Chris. But it, it does. It, you've got that good mix of like raw youth and 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 also like the experience as well you know with obviously jimmy coming back and, and obviously being around the guys and he seems like he's probably a little bit you see this a lot don't you with these big stars somebody who's like a legend of the game you know seems a bit more receptive actually to helping guys out like yourself jimmy anderson and 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 obviously liam's doing amazing at the moment isn't he with all the franchise stuff and then you've got Dane Villas as well as Skip, and and it's it's been it's like a great great mix of characters as well. Are you are you loving it at Lancashire at the moment? Because it, it does seem like a really good place to be. Yeah, look, the squad the squad we've got at the moment is it covers a lot of bases, um, and I hope we get to see a day where we have everyone available, including the international players, all in the same level. Because I think we put out a pretty good side. Um, but yeah, like you said, we've got we have all bases covered, and you know a lot of the guys in that side we've grown up playing together. Uh, we've got a few senior guys, but a lot of the guys now are sort of mid mid twenties, um, so we're in the good years of our career. And um, so yeah, some of the cricket we've played this year. I mean, look, county cricket obviously gets a bit of stick, but I think um, you you know we've obviously done well at Lancashire this year. But I'd say the brand of cricket we've played has been the best thing because we've put out. Very good wickets at Old Trafford this year, like some real flat wickets and backed our bowlers to take 20 wickets on, on those wickets and our batters to score big runs. Um, and the games, I can't remember the last time an opposition side came to Old Trafford and took 20 wickets against us. Um, whereas we're doing that on a regular basis at home. And that's something which I think we pride ourselves on. And obviously certain people have roles to play. And I remember at the start of the season, uh, Chappie pulling me into his office and saying, for you, the most important games are the ones at Old Trafford. And obviously for me, you go away from Old Trafford and you see grass on the wicket and you see all of these bowlers cleaning mm. up. And I'm being <laughs> saved for Old and I'm being saved for Old Trafford where literally I haven't seen grass on the wicket once in God knows how many years. Um, but like for me, uh, you know, bowling on a wicket like that obviously makes you uh, a better bowler and to try and get results on a pretty flat wicket. because um, the pitch is so abrasive, it suits my strengths a little bit as well where uh, you know, back end of games, you can get reverse swing, which we showed this year. And obviously it turns as well. So I guess, you know, back end of games, me and Parky have, have had a big role to play. And, you know, we've come through with that this year. He's thinking of England as well there. He knows, he knows you're jetting off to Australia. You think, right, we need him to be on flat, fast tracks, just so he's ready when he gets the nod that he can um, that he can do the business for the boys. Are you looking forward to jetting off over to Australia next week? Is it you'll be flying out with the Lions? Yeah, we, we fly next week. Um, look, it should be good. We've obviously got um, the start. The start of it is in Brisbane and in Queensland. Um, but yeah, it, it'd be good. I was actually out there with the Lions four years ago as well for the Last Ashes series. So um, I was having a bit of a joke with a few guys this year. You know, in the in the Loughborough Cricket Centre, it's got your names on the lockers for all the Lions boys uh, for the last few years. And I'm, I think I'm approaching my fourth or fifth year. I was like, probably be my testimonial soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, look, obviously for me, I obviously just want to get out there um, and obviously just one, improve. Is, is, one, is better than being at home indoors. Um, obviously, I'm not part of the main squad, but for me, I just want to 
you know, go out there and try and impress and improve as a cricketer and and get fitter and all of that stuff that comes with it. Um, and you know, you never know what might happen at the end of the tour. Um, but yeah, that's that's just the open mindset I've got with it. Just trying to get out there and try and do well and, and see what happens. Quality, quality. Now, Sakeem, we have a little feature that we do here on the podcast. We were doing it all the way through these, you know, the World Cup, which has been really good. We'll ask you about the World Cup actually shortly. So World Cup podcast, we've just been talking about you, which is great, but we do need to talk about the World Cup um, because England look pretty good. But we'll come on to that shortly. Uh, we do a shocker of the week and a legend of the week. And... Um, and then we've got Chorus Corner with some, you know, people send songs in and stuff, which is great. You know, you've obviously got experience of trying to outdo people in the stands. So we'll tap into that. But um, shocker of the week this week. I'm not sure if you've heard this or seen this. This is actually from Alex Hartley, who's at, at length. She was on part of the Test Match special coverage for Radio 5 Live Sports Extra. And um, it was during the Pakistan-New Zealand game. And it's been called the modern day um, leg over moment, you know, the famous moment between Aggers and uh, Brian Johnston. Have a listen to this. This is shocker of the week. Chuck, take it away. So I'm familiar with sort of BAPS and... Uh... <laughs> the best so thing who, about who that says BAPS? Cody into the attack. It's Atif. Atif <laughs> Nawaz. That ball's played oh, to yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, follow him on, on Twitter. Yeah. He's a nice guy, Atif. Yeah. The best thing about that is the fact that Chuck like, thought it was absolutely Sony. hilarious because he said bats. <laughs> and I just feel like, yeah, nice one, mate. <laughs> <For that. laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. It gets better as it goes on because they're just keeping losing it. I'll put myself. This is this is slightly better. Yeah, I'll put you in it, Chuck. Dear me. Right. Okay. It was so who, a long time who, who, to who wait. Picked for that? That? Is that Chuck who's picked Shock? Yeah, it? producer yeah. Chuck. Yeah, shocking. This P45 one is forty five's coming. This one has <laughs> P45's going, Christ. Right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We'll do a Legend of the Week. Now, I've seen this on Instagram, pretty good. Um, it was sent into us actually by England Test Captain, well, former England Test Captain Michael Vaughan on holiday in Barbados. Um, the words aren't quite there, but Chris, I, I think you'll quite like this. And Saqib, it's quality. So, uh, yeah, play, play it in for his producer, Chuck. Army, army! What a boy. Quality boy. Just someone he's met on holiday. Yeah, it was a guy wandering down the beach. The videos on the Barmy Army Instagram, actually, it's funny. Vaughny sat there on this sunbed holding this cocktail and there's this, obviously a local guy from Barbados just wanders up down the beach and starts spots Vaughny and starts singing it. It's very funny, very funny. So I'll you, give it a wash properly. Yeah, if you've not seen it and you, and you are listening to the podcast, have a listen to this. Um, now, no hunt for a new player song this week. Um, so I just wanted to revisit some relevant previous submissions, actually. Uh, this one is from Matt. He sent this in originally to our Instagram, England's Barmy Army on Instagram, at half past one in the morning back in February when we were in lockdown. So it's not like he'd been on a night out. It was obviously just getting smashed at home. Um, his mate sent it into us again. They think it should be the Ashes anthem. It's called Rooty, You're the One. Um, have a listen. It was during uh, 
if you remember, it was during the India series. They were st- they stayed up to watch. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So he's obviously staying up drinking, watching the India series. You knock away we first met. I cannot escape and I cannot forget. Ruthie, you're the one. You still turn me on. The end is coming home again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, it's pretty good. The vocals are questionable, but it's pretty good. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely from Yorkshire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell, can't you? Uh, thanks, Matt, for that. It was great. Um, and the next one is actually sent into us. This is really good. It's from Jack uh, Graham Slaw. We thought we'd play it, actually, for Stokesy, actually, because we've got the news this week that he's going to be going to the Ashes. It's called Stokesy and the Boys, and it's an absolute belt. It's a proper song, Sack. You'll love it. <laughs> I can catch on that. It's good, that, isn't it? Yeah. Like he's, we need to get that to Woody for the um for the Ashes tour. Woody would be singing that all tour if we can get it to him. Yeah. We need right. to get a guitar in the crowd, sneak one in. <laughs> Easy. I tell you I tell you what I did see. I saw um the Liam Livingston song on your social media this week. Thoughts? That's a belter. Yeah. I love I love the fact you've got his his hair in it. Um, yeah. It's it's one of those things where you see pictures of him and it looks like the elephant in the room a little bit. No one's talking about it, so I'm glad that's out there. Surely that you've had some chat about that in the dressing room. Like you yeah. can't. There's no, obviously right. Okay, I was going to say. I actually met yeah. Liam and the um. I said, "Is alright, I've a post this," and he he said, "Yeah, go for it." Everyone knows about a hair transplant. He, he said it's he said it's out in the open. So uh, there you go. Yeah, I mean you'd. We call it the reverse fate. The sorry, the reverse. Um, what's it called when you the reverse recede? You see how it, when you recede, it goes back. His actually comes forward. Like, I, um, I mean, I if you're that. not spotting that, he's, if you're not spotting that, he's not had it done. Then he's had a good job. Uh, Saka need one. Can you? Do you reckon he can? You can just sort of get him to pass on where he's actually had it. Um, had it done. D- discount code Liam Livingston for twenty percent off. Yeah. yeah just don't oh. just don't go just don't go for the reverse no well the like yeah, I, I, mine will be more of like a stop gap rather than like then all of a sudden growing back the other way yeah. <laughs> world cup you've been watching much of the world cup um sack have you have you been watching well certainly the england matches yeah i've, I've seen bits i saw the england games um like we said earlier on on this show it, they've been unbelievable just all look like they've got all bases covered at the moment which mm. is which is nice to see yeah. What do you reckon to the biggest challenge? Who do you think it'll come from? Um, I, I I think Pakistan. I think, um, yeah, I you know, agree. we'd obviously back ourselves. You know, West Indies, that first game, big anticlimax. I thought West Indies would obviously be one of the strongest sides. And yeah, we just, we just battered them, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, for me, I think Pakistan, obviously, the way, you know, they've, we beat them in the summer, but this is, you know, now in the UAE, where they've played a lot of the PSL, played a lot of their cricket in the UAE, it was their second home for a long time. Um, and, you know, obviously, we'll back ourselves to get through this first group, but I think if we, you know, come across Pakistan in the semi-finals or the finals, I think those will be, those guys will be the team to beat. They look a, a real strong unit. They've got a, I guess, similar to us, they've got all bases covered and, um, you know, just the type of the brand of cricket that's needed to play out there. Uh, they look like they do that well. Just, um, you know, talking about the PSL, uh, Peshawar Zaimi, have I pronounced that one right? That's the Shah Zaimi. No, there you go. So there you go. So that, that's the team that you've been playing for or have played for. Franchise stuff. Is that something you want to do a bit more of? Because we've spoke to Liam and Phil Salt now, two fellow teammates of yours at Langs, who absolutely love it. I mean, it's Liam's bread and butter, isn't it? Um, playing in, in, in the franchise stuff. And it was funny talking to Phil about the, all the corporate side of stuff. You know, when you've got to go to all the gala dinners with all the sponsors. And he, um, he, he, was, he, was, quite, he was quite funny talking about that. Is that something you want to experience a bit more of, some of the franchise um, cricket? Yeah, look, I, I obviously did my first stint of it earlier this year. So I, my first... So we had the South Africa series uh, last November, which obviously after the season, I was, um, you know, after finals day last year. So um, we had finals day, I had a week off and I was back in training. So literally that was the amount of time we had off. And then you've got all of these county cricketers having months off. Um, but, uh, you know, I was preparing for the South Africa tour, which um, we finally found out I wasn't in for. So then literally the same day as the squad got released and I wasn't in it, Shah Zalmi got in touch and um, you know I went out there and I, I'd never played with any of these guys never worked with any of the management um, the uh, two days quarantine and I was just like what am I doing it I was like this is the worst thing ever uh, but I remember what you know once obviously the cricket got involved and stuff and it, I went out there and that expectation that pressure of one being an overseas player is something I've never experienced before Um you know, you, you used overseas players coming and playing for your county and you're used to working with guys you've worked through throughout the years and played with, whereas this was completely new for me. I was, I'd never, never met yeah. anyone before. Um, and then, you know, you just get to work and from a cricket point of view, you realise you're being judged purely on your cricket, especially out there where they love their cricket in India, Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from the first ball, you, the first ball you bowl, the first ball you hit, the first ball you catch, all of that stuff. You've got all of these people looking at you as if you can see, like, right, what's this guy about? And like we talked about before, when you have that responsibility and that pressure, I feel like that gets the best out of me. And it did there. Um, so then I played one eliminated game and I did well. And, you know, we lost that game. But then further down the line, they picked me up in um, the main tournament, which started the year after. So it was in February this year. And um, I was I was a bit surprised I got picked because obviously obviously seamers just don't go to the PSL. We've seen how many fast bowlers they produce and um, they just bat their own and ship all of these batters in like Livy and, and Salty and stuff. But um, I remember just getting in there and, and same again, you used to being around all of these other overseas players like Faf Duplessis was there, you got Rashid Khan, all top, top players. And you're expected to do the same. And I just remember that pressure um, and, you know, like the responsibility. And for me, obviously, the, the message I had from the England group was, if you want to get back into our side, go out to these tournaments and don't just do all right. Go out there, be the leading wicket taker, finish as the MVP. That's what we want our guys to do. And that's another way of sort of putting yourself back in the shop window for England. 
Mm. Um, yeah. And that was something that obviously was massive for me. Um, and I went out to the PSL, did really well. Um, and then obviously England take note and stuff and then took that form on into the season and yeah, managed to get that chance in the summer. And obviously you, you learn from that experience. So from a cricketing point of view, um, I'd, I'd love to do more of that because you get to play around the world in different conditions. Um, like I, I was one of the least experienced guys playing in that T20 side. I was, at the time I got called up, I was only sort of 20, 30 games in, I think. Um, yeah. and you had everyone else who was over, well over a hundred. So, um, it's just, I was used to a certain role at Lancashire, whereas you go to a new side and this is something I wanted to get exposed to is being open to doing whatever was required. And, you know, it helped my game massively. But then the other side of it, like probably Salty said, was there's a lot of work to do off the field. And a lot of that I tried to just, especially when I started to do well, I started to like pull rank a little bit and <laughs> just just try to be like, I, I've got no interest in this. I've got no interest in oh, that. Oh, nice. So, but it was all, it was all, it was all sort of fun stuff. But I tried to make sure that, um, yeah, if I wasn't doing great, then obviously you just do what you're told a little bit. But because I was doing all right, I just tried to offload some of these stuff. Um, you know, and one of them we were doing an advert. I remember we were filming an advert, and Darren Sammy was doing it. There was me, there was Majib. It was mainly like all the overseas guys and like Shoy Malik and Wab Riaz. And the advert was supposed to be finished by 11 p.m. You know what time it finished? 5 a.m. Oh no. God. And, and we were tra- 5 a.m. and the bus was leaving at 11 or 12 the next day. So literally like five, five, six hours later for training. What was it for? Darren, what was the advert for? Um, Hire, which was the owner's, I think it was the owner's company. It was, it was like <laughs> the advert, but it was, it took forever. Um, we weren't singing Darren, or anything daft like that, were you? No, nah, it was, we had to do, um, and, and you laugh. So we had to nah, do. I want to know. Sells all. We're all, we're all sat on this like sort of U-shaped sofa. And then um, you. like everyone sat there, but every three seconds, so it's a serious, like you have to pose, but every three seconds you change your pose and you got all of these cameras and there's like steam coming up and everyone's sort of posing. And I remember <laughs> everyone's got a position on the sofa. So if you imagine, if you can picture a U, if you picture a U, you've got like, three people on the sofas and then you got three people on like the back. And I was one of the guys sat on the sofa, luckily, so I didn't have to do anything. But Ravi Bapara, who was also doing this, was one of the guys leaning on the sofa. And there was a second where I sort of had a look at him to see what different poses he was doing. Because it was actually quite funny, like, yeah, but, it you had to be, but you had to be serious. And I'm, I looked at Ravi <laughs> and the only thing Ravi did to change his pose was he leant on the sofa with his right side and then he turned around and leaned the other way. I'd imagine every three <laughs> seconds it just kept swapping that round. And I was That's like, you know what? Quality. I wasn't surprised they finished at 5 a.m. with all of that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? It's so funny. We were, we were on about the spot advert um, that Rishabh Pant and Virat Kohli did a few years ago when they were playing in the IPL. And there was like, there's so many different things. And it's like, you know, it, it, what's, it, what's lucky, Sack, is that actually we don't ever see any of this kind of stuff over here, do we? You know, back yeah. in the UK. So can you imagine that if you're playing like, right, here's the, uh, here's the Manchester Originals or the Lancashire Lightning uh, you know, team doing this advert for DFS or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you say that, but I remember in the 100, we had like a filming day. And some of the stuff we were doing there, I was a bit like, you know what? If I know this is happening next year, I'm not coming to this. <laughs> <laughs> like you had to like you had to like um just do like certain celebrations and stuff and i was like looking around i was like you're being serious like and, and luckily luckily none of these were aired or shown anywhere 
but they, you wanted they want just imagine like you've got a little two meter by two meter space and you're running across doing a stupid celebration um and they're getting you to do the ronaldo celebration i'm like how does this link oh, with no, no way. i mean this oh. is before he even came back to manchester united and i was just a bit like you know if oh. we've got this next year I'll, I'll be calling in sick there'll be some lads who are properly <laughs> having himself there and they love that stuff won't they yeah yeah, yeah i reckon <laughs> there'd have been some of them um you don't have to name names. That. You don't have to name names. I was, I was at, while while I was saying that, I was just thinking about who. But um, yeah. oh, he's got a Ronaldo names. celebration in him, money. He? He's got a Ronaldo Billings. celebration when he gets a fifty or something. Yeah, I think That's he has. But, yeah, but you know what? Billings is the type of guy who would have messaged the editor or the producer to actually get that footage so he can tweet about it and tag Ronaldo <laughs> in it. I <laughs> just hope he sees it. Billings is that guy. That's yeah, yeah, yeah tagging CR seven in it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, there is a player who plays county cricket who I know has done something very similar to that. And you know exactly who I mean, wicket keeper. But anyway, we'll move on from that. <laughs> Love it. Um, Zach, thanks for coming on. Oh, just quickly before you do go, England, Australia, Saturday. Um, that's Look, it's not the Ashes. It's a World Cup game. It's two different things. But you've um, it's going to get the juices flowing a bit, isn't it? Um, pre-game, yeah. And then I think during the game, I think, you know, we should just we should do the business. Um, yeah. You know, we've, with the two sides we've played, we've all pretty convincingly, and I reckon we'll do the same against Australia as well. Um, obviously, there's a bit of arrogance because I'm sat here, and obviously the boys are doing the job out there. Um, <laughs> but I reckon, I reckon we'll we'll cruise that. There's a reason we're number one, um, mm. and the boys out there, they should do the business. So, yeah, as much as we want to get all hyped up for it, I reckon it should be a no contest game, really. Love that, Zach. That's Absolutely great. love that. Top yeah. man. Top man. Uh, yeah. mate, if we lose, if we lose, just edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll we'll get, get you back. back on. No, you worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach, love it. I know you've had a really long day and you've been traveling from Loughborough back all the way up to Lanks and you've had a long journey and you jumped straight on a Zoom call with us to, to chat to us on the podcast. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you so much, mate. Thanks, mate. No worries. Top no worries. man. It's been fun. No Who's worries. That? We'll talk again soon and um, and I hope you have a great winter as well out there. Do yeah. the biz. Good luck. Thank Good you, luck, guys. Mate. Cheers. Take it easy, you. mate. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Wow. Zakib Mahmood. Top man. Top man. Um, He's yeah. the legend of the week and Chuck is definitely the shocker of the week. <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast Network.